Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed and our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. That's God's plan and God's will for our life, is not that we be defeated and be overcome, but that we overcome and be victorious and enjoy what the Lord bought and paid for through such a heavy price that Jesus paid at the cross. We've saved you a seat right here in the front so we can uh, look close and make sure you're getting everything. Get your Bible, get something to take notes on, and come on into the class with us, and let's release faith to get exactly what we need today, the faith that's the victory that overcomes the world. No matter what has come against you, no matter what you're dealing with, there is victory to be had over that. The Lord knows the way. He knows how. And you don't have to know all the details. You just have to know who to look to and who to look to for the answer and take one step at a time. And he can lead you all the way out of the, the sickness into complete health, all the way out of the poverty and lack into complete abundance, all the way out of strife in your relationships to peace and harmony and satisfaction and fulfillment. Let's take those steps today, those first steps. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together, the class here and the class all over the world, asking for the anointing, asking for uh, your spirit, uh, the, the teaching and the revelation and the instruction and leading and guidance that only you can give. We're asking for answers and direction and help. Show us the next steps to take. And anything that you've already said to us that we didn't pay attention to, we ask, please remind us, show us again. And we purpose not to be forgetful hearers, hearers only, but to be doers of what you show us. And we thank you in advance for good results and a good outcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would turn in our great textbook, the Bible, to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, for uh, some weeks now in faith school, we have been on the subject uh, we're calling By Faith. It's a study of this great uh, 11th chapter of Hebrews where we're given the definition of faith and then we're given example after example after example, uh, real life situations where people heard from God, believed Him, and walked by faith and experienced astounding miracles. Uh, we begin in chapter 10. Chapter 10 and verse 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Confidence is another word for faith, which has great recompense of reward. We see a little bit later on in, in chapter 11, verse 6, that uh, you must believe that the Lord is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Uh, a reward is a good thing. You could sit like this. It pays to have faith in God. It pays to have confidence and trust Him. He said, verse 36, but you have need of patience, or that word could also be translated perseverance, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just, 
shall live by faith. Everybody say that out loud. The just shall live by faith. Who are the just? Those who have been justified, made right in God's eyes by their faith in the finished work of Jesus. It's not that you're made righteous by your own works, but just simply accepting what Jesus has done, He has made us justified, right in the eyes of God. And if you've accepted that, then you are the just. And um, you see here too that he, you don't only receive justification, righteousness, salvation by faith. That's the beginning of a lifestyle. Uh, when you receive Jesus by faith, you confess Him as Lord. You receive cleansing and washing from all your sins. That's all by faith. You don't see that with these eyes. You don't smell it. You don't touch it with your hand. How do you know you're washed from your sins? It's by faith. But you did receive it with the hand of faith. And not only are we born again by faith, that is the beginning of a whole new life where we open our eyes in the morning by faith. We, we put our feet on the floor by faith. We take the next step. What do, you, what do you mean by faith? With an expectation that God is real, He's good, He's with us, with an expectation of reward from Him. When we reach out, He reaches back. When we obey Him, He blesses us. And when we follow what He tells us to do, um, it manifests in good things in our life. Said out loud, the just shall live by faith. Now he goes on to say, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. This helps identify faith also. Faith is not passive. Faith is not uh, lax or regressive. Uh, you know, drawing back uh, is the connotation of, you know, sitting down, quitting, pulling back, pulling away. Uh, that displeases the Lord. Faith pleases Him. Faith is an appropriator. Faith is a possessor. Faith is a get up and go after it. <laughs> uh, personality and bent. Uh, the Lord doesn't want you to lay and feel sorry for yourself and sing Kumbaya, come by here, notice me, you know, feel sorry for me. You know, maybe that worked on grandma, but it won't work on the Lord. You got to, because he knows what you're capable of. He knows what you can believe and what you can do. And if you're not even trying, he's not happy with that. You got to give him something to work with. You know, sometimes people play, pray this prayer over and over again. Lord, help me. Please help me. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me. Help implies assistance for something. You know, if, if I wanted some of these guys to help me move a piano, and I said, would y'all help me move the piano? And then I go over and lay down on the couch. <laughs> well, if you're going to help me, what am I doing? Nothing. So if you're going to help me, what are you going to do? Nothing. You're helping me do what I'm doing. 
Now, what people uh, should be saying, if it's accurate, uh, would you do it for me? Not help me do it. Would you do it for me? But that's a problem because the Lord's not just going to do it for us. He's not going to do for us what he told us to do. You got to give him something to work with. If you'll say, Lord, help me with this, and then you actually do something about it, then his assistance will come to help you, enable you to do it successfully. But doing nothing, being passive, being lazy, giving up, quitting, the Lord is not pleased with that because it's not faith. If you say, well, what's the use? What's the point? That's how a lot of people just wind up losing everything. What's the point in going to work? You know, the government's going to get a bunch of it anyway, and, and, and these, these folks are going to get the rest of it. And the, What's the point? What's the point? Well, that's how you wind up sleeping in a cardboard box and not carry it. Now, I know a lot of other things have happened that got people to that place, but a whole bunch of people just quit. You just quit and thought, what's the point? What's the use? That is complete faithlessness. Faith says there is a point. I'm going to get up and hit it again. <laughs> Even though maybe it looks like there's no point in it, God will help me. Right? And if you'll give him something, remember he talks about it in the Old Testament, he, he'll prosper and bless what you put your hand to. What you put your hand on, what you do. You give him something to bless, something to help, something to work with. Uh, Said out loud, there is a reason <laughs> to get up. There is a reason to go. Amen. There's a reason to work. There's a reason to, for the effort. So uh, said out loud, I'm not a quitter. I'm not of those that draw back. I live by faith. I like this phrase too. It's not, uh, you're not dying. I'm living. I'm living by faith. Verse uh, one of chapter 11 begins specifically talking about, you can see he was talking about faith in chapter 10. This wasn't written in chapter and verse, but he's, he gives the definition and then he gives examples. He says, 11.1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Why don't you read that out loud with me? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Young's literal translation says it like this, faith is of things hoped for, a confidence of matters not seen, a conviction. And best I can tell, the, this is very accurate uh, from the original words. Faith is confidence. So we read that just a few verses earlier in chapter 10, verse 35. Cast not away your confidence. Faith is a confidence and faith is conviction. Confidence and conviction. And confidence of things hoped for. Now, we use the word hope a little differently in modern vernacular than the Bible uses it. When we say, I sure hope so, uh, usually we're not meaning what the Bible is calling hope. We're talking more about desire. I sure want it to be. I desire it to be. That's not what 
the word hope in the New Testament refers to. Though if you look it up, the word hope in the New Testament, it means expectation. Uh, and, and it can mean confident. Where's that word again? Confident expectation of good. But uh, obviously, it has to do with the future. Faith has to do with the few, uh, uh, confidence about future things. And then he says it's a uh, conviction of things not seen. So faith has to do with the future and faith has to do with the unseen. It is a confidence about what is happening in the future. It is a conviction of the reality of what you can't see. That's what faith is. Does it stir you up just talking about these things? That's because you are made to function by faith. God is a faith God. It's how he created the heavens and the earth. It's how he does everything. And you and I are created in his likeness and image. And so when you really begin to talk about real faith, the actual thing and functioning in it, something in your spirit begins to quicken. And, and because it's, it's where you came from and it's what you're made for and it's what you're made to do the rest, not just of this life, the rest of your existence, which is eternal. You and I are going to be functioning by faith. And uh, everything we learn down here in this life about faith, we take with us into the next life and just continue to develop it. So uh, faith school is not a waste of your time. <laughs> and of course, it's not just about learning precept, but we are to apply these things outside the class every day, every night. The just shall live by faith. Keep going. We, in previous weeks, we studied down through the 11th chapter already a number of these examples. And if you haven't been with us, you can go online at our website and uh, go all the way back to the beginning and catch up with us. It's a number of them, but I believe it'll be worth your time. We studied already about how by faith, verse 4, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Verse 5, we studied by faith Enoch was translated. Uh, verse 7, we studied about how by faith Noah uh, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Verse 8, we studied by faith Abraham. When he was called, uh, he, he went out not knowing where he was going. And uh, uh, then verse 11, we studied by faith Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed when she was past age. And um, there are a couple of these verses here, verse uh, 13 and 14, and 15, 16, uh, we'll be picking those up toward the end of the chapter because they, they actually go with some scriptures there. But we also saw verse 17 was part of by faith Abraham, how that he offered up Isaac. Um, so this will put us down to about verse 20 in our study of individuals. And I want you to notice these three verses here, verse 20, 21 and 22. It says, By faith Isaac, 
blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Does that sound familiar? Things to come. What is faith? It is the, the confidence of things hoped for or expected. Well, that's things to come. It is the conviction of things not seen, or you could say not seen as yet. And so by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come, things you couldn't see, things that hadn't happened yet. Verse 21, by faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. So a similar thing, he blessed both the sons of Joseph. Verse 22, by faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. When he, when he was dying, before he died, he gave instructions about what was to be done with his remains, his bones. He said, he quoted what God had told him and he was so confident expecting that to happen so sure of it that it hadn't been, even though it hadn't been seen yet, that he made plans what should happen with his remains long after he was buried. And the Bible lifts this up as an example of faith. Faith. The reason why we have all these examples is because, like 2 Corinthians 4 says, we have the same spirit of faith. Thank you, Lord. As who? Same spirit of faith as uh, Abel, as Enoch, as Noah, as Abraham, as Sarah, as Isaac, as Jacob, as Joseph. That's some good company. Huh? Is that right, class? That's good company. <laughs> you, are, you are in an elite company of the inhabitants of the earth. Not everybody's in this kind of company because they don't choose to be believers. They choose to doubt. They choose to be skeptics and scoff and mock. And so they're, they're robbed, robbed themselves of all kinds of things and the quality of life that they could have in eternity. But you and I have made the choice by the grace of God to be those who live by faith and walk by faith and overcome the world by faith, right? Those who are strong in faith, giving glory to God. Is that you? Is that you? Hmm? I'm looking at you, class, class outside the room. Is that you? <laughs> we are the believers. We are those who live and walk by faith. Now, the reason we're given all these examples is, is supposed to inspire us and instruct us so that we recognize that same kind of faith in ourselves, and we recognize the opportunities in life to exercise it. You're not just to read this and go, well, isn't that neat? They were speaking over their children and there was, they were prophesying. They, they must have been great prophets and great this and that. No, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. How did they do it? 
Come on, come on, read the phrase. How did they do it? By faith. Not by anointing as a prophet. Very important to distinguish this. They did this how? By faith. And if you're doing something by faith, it's not by sight. It's not by what you see or what you understand or what you feel. You'd have to add to the scriptures to say that some kind of heavy anointing came on them or that they had a vision or any of that to inspire them to say and do this. The Bible said they did it by faith, not seeing it, not feeling it, not understanding it. They did it by faith. Well, do you have faith? Then you can say things even when you don't feel like it. When it doesn't look like it, when you, you, you feel no special anointing about it, you just know it in your heart, you believe it in your heart, and you decree it and say it, and it can affect your future and the future of your family. This is amazing. Praise God. It can affect you and your children and your children's children. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me read to you another translation of Hebrews 11.1, 1, just confirming what we're talking about here. Because it says, uh, for instance, Isaac, concerning things to come, Isaac did bless Jacob and Esau, Hebrews 11.20. Well, Hebrews 11.1, 1, the definition, listen to today's English version of Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for and to be certain of the things we cannot see. Say that out loud, sure, sure. of the things we hope for. And now what does that hope, that word hope in the New Testament means expect. And you'll see that in God's Word translation, it says it just that way. The God's Word translation of Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith assures us of things we expect and convinces us of the existence of things we cannot see. Assurance of things you expect. That's what Isaac did. That's what Jacob did. That's what Joseph did. Speaking things over their future. Speaking things over their children, over their children's children. Now, so many people don't do this. Even good believers, church-going people, they, they don't do this. They, they wouldn't think to do it. If, if it came up, they'd think, oh, well, I'm, I'm not a prophet. Who said anything about being a prophet? <laughs> These are not prophet scriptures. These are faith verses. These apply to people who live and walk by faith. This is something every parent should do. Every grandparent should do. Every spiritual parent should do. Every elder in, in, in the faith, every spiritual father should do. You don't just do it randomly and lightly, but there should be times that you speak over your uh, those that are under you, your natural children, or your spiritual children. You speak over them by faith. I know uh, back 
when Phyllis and I went to uh, Rama Bible Training Center, uh, and of course this is this is uh, pushing 40 years ago now. Um, my grandmother, Sister Lena Pearlmore, down south we have good double names, you know. <laughs> Sister Lena Pearl. Uh, she was secretary and treasurer and Sunday school teacher at the church in our little community for, I don't know, 60 years. I mean, she taught generations. She taught little ones and then taught their kids <laughs> and then passed that. A, 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 a spiritual woman, wonderful woman. Um, didn't have access to a lot of the things you and I have heard about faith and redemption, but uh, she was filled with the Holy Spirit in a cotton field, out in the field picking cotton. <laughs> now about that, the Holy Spirit came on her and she started talking in tongues. And they had uh, amazing, this would have been back in the, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, 20s, 1920s and 30s. They had a move of God this is down in the deep south in Mississippi. And they had multicultural services, which was unheard of. They had them outside on their property at the pond. They had uh, Choctaw Indian uh, people, dark-skinned people, light-skinned people. They all, they all got filled with the Holy Ghost and, and had a move of, of the Lord out there. And, and so she was a strong influence in my life, all my, my growing up. And so when Phyllis and I saw we're going to go, we're going to move away from home and we're going to go out to uh, Oklahoma, that was a big thing because a lot of our folks didn't leave. They stayed close. And I hesitated to tell her. But she was a woman who had visions and dreams. And so I, I came up one day to tell her, you know, we're, we're leaving. And she interrupted me and she said, y'all are leaving, aren't you? <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you're leaving, going afar off. She had had a dream. I said, yes, ma'am. And she started tearing up. She said, but I'm so glad. She said, you could be going off to jail somewhere or something, <laughs> but you're not. You're going to serve God. I said, yes, ma'am. And I asked her. Because I had gotten a glimpse of, I said, Mama, we called her. I said, would you pray over me? Would you speak over me before I go? It was a tender thing. I'll never forget it. She, she's crying. She laid hands on me. And she wasn't necessarily an articulate spokesperson. But she prayed the most wonderful prayer over me and spoke over me and Phyllis and our future. Every child and grandchild should have this. How many agree? should have these kind of things. And they're not just a nice thing to do. It actually impacts and affects their future, even for generations to come. Praise God. Say it out loud. I speak by faith. I speak words that affect the future. Praise God. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back real soon for another class and faith school. Until then, said out loud, I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome the world by faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God.